Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Of course, time flies when you're definitely up to something good. But once you're not really up to anything, you just see time would be slow. I mean, I've been looking forward to having this conversation uh, with the CEO of the tech, uh, fintech space. And right now, it's like time. I was waiting. It was so slow. And just watch. It will be fast in the next few minutes. But before I introduce my guest on the show, because he came in very early and I'm super excited about this one. We're going to be looking at rethinking the sustainability of African tech business model. I mean, if you're in the tech space or advanced business person, you would notice that a lot of business have come and gone. And some have had issues that they could not really explain it's internal, it's things that they are still struggling to fix and they decide that, you know what, I'm just, we're just going to pack up the business and most of these business that are being packed up have bright future. I mean, look at the gap, look at the gap, you would notice that there are a lot of things that could actually be fixed and technology which has come to play is the fourth industrial revolution and of course it's time for us to change the way we usually do things. The traditional method is no longer working as effectively as it used to in the past because technology advancement and innovations has come to change how we do businesses and how businesses operate. Joining me today on the show I have Dr. Babatsun Jay on the show and we're going to be talking about the sustainability of the African tech business model. Good afternoon, sir. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Welcome to the show and thank you for giving us uh, ample of your time. I know your your schedule is quite tight, so I'm really honored to have this uh, conversation with you. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. All right, Tessa, before I usually like to introduce my guests, but I would like you to do us the honor of giving us a brief uh, introduction for those people who really don't know you. Okay, um, Babatunde Obrema. Yeah. I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Fintech Association of Nigeria. I'm a fintech enthusiast. I'm not a tech person. I'm just an administrator, but I've had uh, experiences working in the banking sector, in the public sector, in consulting. And um, one of those who believe that uh, the problems of Africa can be solved with technology. In my interest in that my first two degrees are in agriculture, I actually trained as an agri as an agronomist or mm. a geneticist with interest in genetic engineering of crops. So mm, I believe that uh, so, so the things that technology can do to change how we do things, our population is going faster than than food production. Mm. So uh, our current methods of uh, food production are not sustainable. We mm. need to start looking at other ways of of doing it so it's uh, important that uh, so technology is quite it's a little way to go and that's why even at our association we believe that um, you don't pay for payment mm-hmm. you pay for goods and services mm-hmm. you pay for food you pay for transport so we're an inclusive association our mantra is to drive digital inclusion in nigeria and africa so when we say digital inclusion it means that all the verticals are important the agri tech the insure tech the air tech the health tech the prop tech because it is those are what people pay for and payment is just a platform or an infrastructure to ensure that those things work so we need to so so for us it's uh so having those uh multiple backgrounds give me an interesting perspective into how i see technology and how it can be used to make a difference and grow africa uh, in particular 
thank you so much for that introduction you kind of just went and just took off my question there's a question i like to ask every of the guests on the show today and you kind of answered it while still ask it can i <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'll, I usually like to get your unpopular opinion about the disruption of technology in our world today. So what do you think about how technology has disrupted the way we traditionally used to do things? What's your unpopular opinion about technology? Oh, so, I mean, if we have to be more efficient and effective in the way we do things, we, we were efficient, but we're probably not as effective as we were. Technology helps us to be effective because it can be efficient and not effective. Mm -hmm. So I think what technology has done is to streamline things, make things better. Uh, so let, let, let me put it in perspective this way. So let's use finance, which is the way where we what's it called? Uh, in some 20 years ago, if you wanted to take money from the bank, you need to go very early in the morning and then you get a tag and then you can go, you can go back to work because you can calculate if what your number is and how long it will take to get to you. So, and then you can come back to the bank about the time you know it will get to your turn. Mm -hmm. But now I can sit in my car, in my bedroom, in my dining, anywhere, and I can do much the same transactions you know, that I would have to go to the bank to do. So I think technology brings convenience and uh, people want convenience. That, I mean, that's just the reality of it. Even the, the, the old woman in the village wants convenience. So if you can provide solutions that bring convenience, people will buy into it. And that's what technology is basically doing. It's providing convenience and the, um, people are buying into it, you know, and uh, it's changing or disrupting the way people used to do things. So anyone that wants to survive today must have a paradigm shift mentality that change is the only thing that's constant. I mean, look, today, uh, they we're talking about artificial intelligence, chat GPT. We don't know what's going to be tomorrow. We're talking about blockchain, iron chain tomorrow, something. So something new keeps coming up. And that's what the beauty of technology. People are innovative, come up with new things that make life better for you and I. All right. I'm just going to move straight because you talked about the paradigm shift mentality, which I think that a lot of Africans are just trying to embrace for now, which is the reason why we at Africa Tech uh, Radio were always reporting on technology advancements broadcast at the time, uh, just to let people know what's happening around them and in the world. And one thing I've noticed around the fintech sector is the fact that so many startups come with the fact that they want to bridge the gap between payment options, also serving underserved minorities in the African space. In Nigeria, basically, you have people saying, oh, I'm trying to bring banks closer to the users. I'm trying to uh, let transactions be seamless and all of these things. But let's talk business model for all these uh, businesses, especially the fintech. It is argued that most, uh, majorly these businesses are being transformed by technology, but they're saying, no, technology doesn't transform businesses. It is the model that transforms businesses. How true is this? Yes, yeah, so technology is just a platform. So people don't buy technology, they buy solutions. Mm -hmm. So it's what you develop, what you produce that people buy. Technology is just an enabler to yeah. make those things happen, to make it either faster, to make it easier, to make it more acceptable. Uh, so that's what technology does. But what people are buying is those solutions. So, I mean, people want instant payment. What they are buying is instant payment. They don't care about what technology you use to achieve it. They just want to do a transfer 
to the next person and the person confirms that I receive it, they, instead of waiting for one week to, to get a transfer. In those days, you write a check and you want to pay somebody in another part of the country. It takes 21 days for the check to clear. <laughs> so, I mean, when, you wait, when I can do it, and yeah. person, why wait 21 days when you can get it in five seconds? So, I mean, that, that's, that's what technology, people are buying the service or the product, mm -hmm. not the technology. They don't even know what technology you're using. I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. Interesting. So, why is it important that uh, there are models that are being put in place to be able to have a thriving business in this digital era? So, running a business is different from technology. Mm -hmm. So let me let me just put it the way. So running the, the principles of running a business, it starts with, I mean, well, so the issues of governance, issues of structure, and more important, legacy. I mean, the business you are running, is it just for you mm -hmm. or is something that will outlive you? And I think that's, so that's why models are important, that what am I trying to do? What am I trying to give back? what will happen after I've gone. And I think that's something every business person to look at. To look at. I mean, that's the challenge we've had in Africa. I mean, in Nigeria, growing up, I know a lot of indigenous companies that existed and today they are no longer existing because the second generation could not carry on what the parents had done because the secrets of doing those businesses probably died with the people who own those, those, those businesses, which should not be. So they built those businesses around individuals but not around structures and that's what thing we need technology people in the technology space need to guide against you know uh building institutions around themselves as against building it around structures that look if anything happens to me today if i die if i'm named or anything happen my business it goes on because the structures are, are, are in place so uh so models are important i mean to be able to run a business outside so the technology like i said technology is not an enabler it's what you use in the business but the structure that runs the business is more important because what are you leaving behind when you're gone? And I think legacy should be something everybody doing business should always think about. What happens? What legacy am I building? Will this survive after I'm gone? That's what helps you define the models that you want to use for your business. All right. This, this, this kind of uh, is more like an answer into my next question. I mean, you're talking about building the business more around structure than individuals and uh, i wanted to ask about longevity which is also sustainability when you look at startup like i mentioned earlier on you see that they're fizzling out meanwhile there's high demand in the market for their needs or there are even emerging markets that is coming so what would your advice be to young builders and founders and even investors or and vcs what do you think they can do better to improve on productivity and longevity? Well, I, I think that the recent developments in the tech space is already affecting how investors and VCs will look at startups. Mm -hmm. They will probably want to see issues of governance and structures in place. Look, in Nigeria, we have fintechs that are 30 years, 20 years and above the likes of InterSwitch, System Specs. Uh, unified payments, e-transact, champs, they've been around for over 20 years. Uh, how did they do that? Structures, governance. I mean, um, I remember what was it called way back in 2004, I was on the board of unified payment, it used to be called Value Card, and I was representing a bank on the board. So they ensured that they put in proper governance in place. Uh, people look at what's going so they don't revolve around any individuals. So, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with individuals, but individuals need to. So what we advise at the association is that startups should have 
um, what you call board of advisors, people who are more experienced, who can guide and help you navigate the murky waters, you know, and help stabilize, put proper structures in place. You might not want them on their on your board because you have some of the young startup who just want young people, young people, young people. But then you see, I mean, there's a, there's a proverb in, uh, in in the western part of Nigeria that says that it is the wisdom of the youth and the wisdom adults that is put together to build cities so we need to work together both the old and the young to be able to but structures are important so for young people you need to look at you want you should ask yourself is it legacy i want to build so if you want to build legacy that you do things you start looking at all those issues what happens basically with startups is the fact that everybody is about market growing your business getting the numbers and put things like governance, risk management, compliance, what's it called, in the back burner, you know, not necessarily what's it called, so that, look, maybe get market, get market share, get good valuation and things like that, uh, which is good, but I think that it's getting to a point where we have to strike a balance between market and governance, because really it's governance that leads to sustainability. Uh, proper structures is what ensures sustainability, irrespective of market. We've seen banks fail you know, despite the fact that they appeared profitable, they brought good branch networks. But what has gone wrong? Issues of ethics, you know, governance, structures, and things like that. When you go deep into why banks fail, it's mostly have to do with ethical issues, governance issues, um, I mean, wrong business decisions. And at times, because there's no proper governance, you're able to say, no, this is wrong. You don't do this. You don't do this lending or don't invest in this. You have to single obligor concentration and things like that. So you need a strong governance to be able to be able to checkmate what the guys in management are doing, you know, to be able to ensure that there's sustainability and you're here for the long haul. I mean, you've talked about governance and a whole lot of this also is affected by policies and of course guidelines and framework from the government because most most stakeholders would be like oh these rules are kind of binding us to do certain things and not to do certain things uh, so i'm just thinking what role what role do do Nigerian and African leaders have at large uh, to create an enabling environment for tech startups and be able to provide a space for innovation and entrepreneurship? So what role do they have to play? So, I mean, they, they have an important role to play by ensuring that the policies that are enacted, regulations that come up support innovation, support creativity, support sustainability within the startup space. Where, where there is no regulation, it leaves room for you know, a lot of things to happen. So, I mean, take, take regulators, for example, it is part of their instruments to control the environment, to use tools like ban, freeze, you know, suspend. But really, um, are those the best tools to, to use? And it happens at times where there isn't clarity uh, on, an, on an issue, we believe that engagement is important. And when you look at the tech space, it's an imagined space. Nobody knows everything, not even the operators. And re innovation is always ahead of regulation. So we need to bridge that gap. To bridge it is by engaging. So leaders and uh, regulators also need to engage 
the, the, the players so that we can work together to develop regulations and policies that work. Look, if a financial system or a system generally are as stable as regulations that govern it, so regulations are important. It's that what should be regulated, that should be regulated. We, we, everything can be regulated. We just need to sit back, think through it, learn from everybody, and come up with the right regulations to be able to protect the, the economy and the and consumers and investors investors alike. So it's important that um, leaders uh, are be listening here and are willing to um, engage with um, with the operators. In, in, at the FinTech Association, what we have done in Nigeria is to in, uh, introduce what we call the Regulator Forum. Regulator means regulators and innovators. It meets quarterly and we have all the regulators coming to see it and talk about issues that affect the ecosystem and regulators talk about what the expectations from operators. Operators are talking about the expectations from from regulators. So how do we bridge that gap? I mean, um, the, the challenge also is the fact that operators are, are sprinters. They want to take a dash and complete the race. Regulators are marathoners. They take their time. So we need to find a way of bridging the gap and make it a win-win situation for, for all, all parties. All at the same time, we don't stifle innovation. We don't stifle creativity. We ensure that smart startups and small scale industries grow while at the same time the economy is uh, protected, consumers are protected, investors are also protected. All right, uh, that, that was a very good one, sir. I'm just thinking of investors because you met, you talked about the investors also, which is people putting in their money into some of these um, great ideas and innovations. So, beyond the innovations, how do what, what must they actually? put their efforts into or redirect their focus and vision into for sustainability of some of this innovation? What are the things that they must look out for? So that, that's what investors must look out for? Yes. Well, I mean, I think that the, the first thing that investors look out for really is uh, what is the solution? Who is this? Uh, what is this? Uh, what, is, what is this? Um, what is this solving? What is the market for it? Is it acceptable in the market? What are the potentials for growth? Uh, those are things that investors look at. But I think that, I mean, with, as we come back to beyond that now, investors will also be looking at what is the sustainability? You know, even if it grows and it does well in five years and then it disappears, what happens? You know, so, I mean, can it, will it be here in 10 years? Will it be here in 15 years? Will it be here in 20 years? And I think those are new things that investors are beginning to look to look at that beyond the solution, beyond the profitability, beyond the market share, what about sustainability? So I think that those are things that investors will look at. As an investor, that's what I will look at, look out for anyway. So. Thank you, Mero. <laughs> um, thank you so much, sir, for your time. I know uh, we're just trying to make this quick in time. I know you have other things to run up to. But I have one last question for you, sir. With over 30 years in the industry and the works you've come to experience, things you've seen. I mean, 30 years is such a long time. You must have seen a lot though, <laughs> over the years. So I would like for you, before you leave, to define what a successful business in Africa is like, in your own definition. So, you know, you know success is, a, is an interesting thing. They say that the road to success is permanently under construction. It's a road you never complete. So, um, what defines success? I think what defines success would be that's where the issues of even governance comes in. Each institution will define its own uh, parameter for success. When do you consider that you're successful? When you consider that you are 
you 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 are, you are there you know that you finally you finally arrived if you want to put it put it put it that way i think that would vary from institution to but i think that success will be defined for me success is the fact that i've been able to build a good business have good market share and uh, put structures in place that this business would outlive me and i think for me that is success legacy and being able to give back making a difference and i think that's for me that, that that's success and after I'm gone, what would people talk about? Oh, he built a business and the thing died with him. Or he built a business and 20 years after it's gone, the business is still here. You know, I think that's, that, that would be a measure of success. Thank you so much for your time. And um, I'm absolutely sure there is more than enough wisdom to go around from all of the things you've said, how people should start looking at the legacy of whatever they're building, how the government can also work together with stakeholders and, of course, put in place policies that are makes a business to thrive more and of course you talked about people embracing the paradigm shift mentality these are all things that i feel people can just have a rethink or reflect on wonderful wonderful conversation with you sites and honor to have this time with you on the show it's my pleasure to be here thanks for having me all right so thank you so much okay bye bye do have yourself a wonderful evening sir you too. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.